Welcome to Keep Making, a podcast about people creating their way through life. From artists to business owners to stay-at-home parents, we believe everyone is creative, and we're on a mission to share it. Welcome to episode four of the Keep Making Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Mike Quist. Mike Quist is the founder of Stonecoat Countertops. You've been in the game for about three and a half years, four years doing Stonecoat Countertops, just as the business? When did as you- the business. I've been installing epoxy for years and years, but we started our web store in January 2017. Okay, so for those of you that don't know who he is, and I think most of the people on this podcast should actually know who you are at this point because of what you do, um, this company went from nothing into a subscription on YouTube of about 450,000 at this point. You guys have grown like like absurd amounts, like 100 to like 150% in some years. Like you've had like wild growth. 600% and Oh yeah, see I'm like way (laughs) way underselling. So like the kind of that that people don't really understand. And um, one of the biggest reasons why I'm excited to have you on the podcast is to actually talk to you about things like podcasting, things like YouTube, things like how you actually grew this business. Because like the whole theme of the podcast is uh, people creating their way through life and you've done a lot of that at this stage. It obviously, like, it wasn't always, like, the tip of the iceberg, which is the success moment that you're having, like, right now. Obviously, the base of that mountain is a heck of a lot different. Right. But I'm really excited to kind of ask you about that journey, hear about it a little bit, but also then dive into, like, some of the more fun stuff that I get excited about, like podcasting and YouTube and all this other really great tools that you've really used to succeed. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, bro. of course, man. Thank yes. you. So, first questions: uh, Why do you? Why did you even get into this business in the first place? So, and by this business, I mean stone coat countertops. Like, how did you decide? Like, this is it. You know, I've been doing uh, construction better part of my life. I grew up working with my father uh, in remodeling trades, and um, my brother and I installed granite for a lot of years, and I fabricated granite countertops and. Um, I understand that granite is out of the reach for a lot of folks, whether it be they just don't want to spend that much on their kitchen. They'd rather go on a vacation mm-hmm. or they can't afford it. They got a three bedroom, two bath house. It's their first home. They can't afford that high end stone look. And so mm-hmm. when installing that, you were really limited on your customer base. Um, so we started doing something that we thought would be less expensive, which was concrete countertops. And I learned a lot about epoxies and resins and polyurethanes and polyaspartics and top coats and and, and how to play and manipulate color. But I realized I didn't like any of the epoxies I was using at the time. And so just got on the journey of learning about the chemistry and learning about the characteristics. And then we uh, we really uh, got connected with some chemists that would work with us. And, okay. and then I learned how to use epoxy for my own projects that I wanted durable, I wanted heat resistant, I wanted scratch resistant, non-yellowing. It had to be a one-to-one ratio. It, it had to be easy to use and replicate, consistent. And, uh, and then I got into it because I'd go to home shows and every contractor at that home show would want to know how I was doing what I was doing because our booth would always be packed, Okay. which told me the price point was right and the customer base was right. And so because of that, I, I, I kind of hit it. I hit it to my chest and I wouldn't tell contractors and I had that aha moment of why not. So wait, wait, can I pause you right there? Yeah. So like that you just touched on something that I think a lot of people in our industry and other industries, I mean, pretty much anybody that makes anything there has that moment of like, oh, I want to keep this to myself right? A- instead of share it with the world. Uh, but 
for you, I mean, I know you're getting there, but like, I want to just highlight that moment because that's a lot of people do that, but you learned, Ooh, wait, I need to do something different here. Totally. You know, that method of operation doesn't work in 2020 because of the internet. Like there information <laughs> wants to be free, man. It, it has to be free. And if it isn't the person who makes it free and tells you how to do it, that took, you know, it took us years and years of beating on our craft until I understood how to replicate stone. Until right, I understood right. how, what you can really do with this medium, uh, what the limitations were and what they weren't. And, and so I learned something new every day. Like the project we worked on today, mm -hmm. we learned something new. And so uh, we, just, we just started uh, showing contractors how to do this. And we, we got it to a point where it was so easy. I knew do-it-yourselfers could do it. And I was a little nervous because you don't want to put something into a, a, a market's hands that you can't teach them how to do everything about it. And right. so I was probably a little slow of bringing it to market, but I'm glad I did it that way. I didn't jump the gun on not knowing what I had in my hands. And mm -hmm. so we did bring it to market and uh, the rest is kind of history. Man. So when you decided to bring it to market, you were like, hey, let's start a YouTube channel. But like, let's actually, I, there's a story behind like, uh, you used to do classes, right? Yes. Like how to teach contractors. And was there, I think I heard this when we went out to Oregon not too long ago and you're like, one person came to your class or something like that. It was that. actually, like, can you, can you... it was videos. I, I built, uh, cause all these contractors are asking how to do it. So I said, you know what? I'll put a video series together to teach somebody how to do this. Okay. And I'm going to charge a lot of money because it was so much work right. to it, learn. Right? right. And you, you're giving away everything that you've built, a, uh, spent a lifetime acquiring all this knowledge. So yes. you're like, this is worth something. Yes. And, and my wife would not let me give that away. You know, she's like, <laughs> no way you're going to sell that for a lot of money. And so we put a pretty, we, we, we tried to charge two grand for our videos. Okay. And, uh, I mean, that's a lot of people do that. I mean, like, they there's do. still a, there's plenty of classes online. There's for plenty sure. of like, you want this knowledge, you got to pay for it. For sure. And, and I get that, understand it. The problem with it is for, for, for my trade was you saw the end result, but you didn't see how to do it. And so to convince somebody they could learn through these videos and, and tell them that you're going to charge them a couple grand for it. It was a it was a reach and yeah and because they have to have a lot of trust with you and like that's a hard sell just out the gate for sure and so I didn't uh, I didn't do well with that I struggled and I actually took all the samples that I made and um, was so frustrated I put them in a pile and lit them on fire so <laughs> I quit a number of times man and uh, just got frustrated right and uh, then my wife um, went to uh, California to help her mom her mom had a uh, ankle injury and, and had to be off her foot for a while and so my wife went down to help her and I uh, rebuilt the website and I started posting those videos for free and Dude. realized like if you teach people for free give 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 like Gary Vaynerchuk give 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 ask don't expect and, and, and you just cross your fingers and hope they support you. The folks who watched my videos realized the product that I was using, they wanted their hands on. Mm -hmm. Our best compliment was always guys who'd used, used epoxy for years and years and goes, what is different about your stuff? I love it. Mm -hmm. and, and then the word, I mean, because the internet is a small community, really, it's brought the world tiny, uh, people talk. And so that word spread like wildfire. And then I realized if you can teach somebody through a video legitimately where you give them all the information so that they succeed and the nice thing about this product is it looks better in person than on a video mm -hmm. so because of that when they did their own project our reorder rate was giant because they loved what they saw right right yeah. and that, you really hit on it i mean like the things that i really love about this medium i mean the internet in general is that the people that provide a ton of value mm -hmm. like 
selflessly in some situations mm -hmm. and like there, there should be an ask at some point because everybody's got to eat right but the you learned that oh wait that when i give this away people love it even more and actually trust me a heck of a lot more so like your product that you're using will they'll inherently trust that product as well yeah you know that's that's what we found and and i I looked at it where where I was coming from as a contractor. I would do research and get on forms and and learn and read books. All the one, two, three books from Home Depot. That's how I learned to do plumbing and electrical. Dude, you know? that's awesome. But but that that information was so valuable to me that uh, giving that away it was hard for me to do because it was it, you know it, it's all I knew at that point. And and so giving that away it just it paid so many dividends back because. I gave it away. People understood what I gave was worth a ton. You know, mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. uh, countless, countless businesses have been started because of that information. Absolutely. So maybe since we're still on that subject, maybe give me a highlight of some of those businesses that you like are most proud of, like hearing maybe even like the stories. Cause I know that people, you, you still help contractors start their own businesses and, and like with the videos, you could, literally anyone could start their own business of like installing their own countertops for other people because you've, all that information is there and you have how to's of every single step of the process on mm -hmm. your YouTube channel. But I, there's gotta be some stories over the years for you that have just been like hit real close to home for of sure. like people that like either you knew or friends of a friends or even like complete strangers that like really made your heart sink. Yeah, for sure. And I'm getting the chills when you say that cause it's going all, all I'm getting goosebumps. Cause I felt like yeah, I can see yeah, them on your arm yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, but that's, that's honestly the why, like that's our why is, is uh, that that phone call you get from a guy who's a veteran who's been through hell and uh, doesn't know what he's going to do with his life and he finds our videos and starts creating a river table realizes he can do this and starts starts his own business and then supports his buddies and um, and then you got the guy who's in a truck his whole life and his marriage is falling apart and he needs to be home more and finds a way to do it and uses our products to start a business and then you got the lady who's you know on a fixed income and, and she's alone and she starts an art program and she starts teaching classes on art and she starts selling her art online. And you, you got, you got the, the husband and wife who start a business together. And now, uh, now they're able to have, be able to adopt a child because they have enough money to, to do that. And I mean, the, the stories are, um, they're fantastic. We don't really talk about them a lot on our channel because I don't I don't want to take away from how special those are because I don't want people to think I'm using that for marketing. But oh that, no, absolutely. But and, like, and I know that's not what you're asking, but those are what keeps us rocking on this thing, man. Yeah, because you actually know you're making a difference, and you've I mean, I actually think it's twofold. You know, like in order to be really selfless, you actually have to be pretty selfish. Like because like you're kind of full my perspective and I've only got to hang out with you a couple of times now you seem to be fully yourself and you have you and you also are making something that you is in line with all the things that you've learned from mm -hmm. since you were really young and since your dad was in construction forever mm -hmm. um, all the way up to now like you're, you're a good communicator you, you actually know what you're doing you've kind of taken all these different facets of your life and put them together right and like our really okay with it and then, sure. you're, then you're like oh i can show other people how to do it and like it makes me feel good to do that yeah and like that to me is like a, the good part of it like you, you, in order to be selfish you have to actually be self-aware enough to go oh i like this yeah <laughs> yeah i think you're i never thought of it that way but that's a great point and you know if you if you are doing something that you believe in it, it does come natural and it certainly doesn't help that i mean it certainly helps that when you 
when you realize the difference, the needle moves when you get better at something. So if we got better at a video, we sold more epoxy. And, oh, and, yeah, yeah. And that uh, that highly motivated us to mm -hmm. get better at our craft. It highly motivated us to help more people. And if you if if you get benefited by helping people, what kind of a better job is that? You oh, know? dude. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. It is very cool. Okay, so let's take it back now. So I it highlighted well, one of the first moments uh when i went out to oregon uh -huh. i met your dad first out of anybody because we went to the wrong place because you guys have a secret base where you create your videos <laughs> that we didn't know about we knew we didn't know that there was another location so we went to this the the shop where you guys are ship out all your product yes and your dad was the first one to talk to me and my buddy jordan um and he was just telling me stories of how you guys got started and how mm -hmm. quickly you grew out of your spaces. But also then he went on these all, all these stories about you and Mitch in college. And like, he just went on a wild ride of stories. And I was like, I have so much information about Mike that I never <laughs> thought I was going to have. But it was all really great. And obviously like he's got giant hands and he like, when he squeezed my hand, I'm like, mm, he could kill me in like three <laughs> seconds. And he's, he's an older man. But it, he was also really gentle. Yes. Um, so, are you, I, the reason why I want to go back is because like, where did you learn how to be kind to other people like this? Because like, and actually put, uh, put stuff out there that is selfless. Cause like, it is hard. And like, I know you obviously got frustrated, but like, was it from your parents? Was it like, how did you arrive at this? And like, I, I, I say, I want to take it back. Cause generally it starts when you're young. Yeah. Right on that. Great question too, man. That's uh you know, you're, you're getting me emotional, man. But no, <laughs> honestly, uh, my mom and dad, um, you know, my dad told me as a kid, uh, he, he had so much belief in me as a kid that I didn't have in myself. I, I was very, uh, self-conscious and kind of picked on and stuff as the fat kid a lot in, in, in school. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he told me, don't worry, you know, it'll, 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 it'll work out. They got me in sports and, and they got me really in, interested in, you know, athletics and, and competition. And my dad was always so supportive. I got into wrestling, which gives you a lot of confidence, a lot of respect. And you learn how to win, you learn how to lose, you know? And mm -hmm. then, um, I remember, uh, our family did not have, um, did not have a lot of money growing up. My parents, I have five brothers and sisters. My parents always took care of, uh, needy children. And so we'd usually have 12 kids in our home. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so you learned how to share, you learned how to share your parents. And then I also learned how to work because at every, uh, Every Friday night, we'd play football at the football games, and Saturday morning, we'd get up and go to work with Pops so that he'd have enough help to get his, get his uh, job done. My dad, you know, was always working construction, and, and he, he taught me at a young age that you get paid for your value. And so when we helped him, he'd pay us like a man. And so in high school, um, I knew it wasn't easy for him, but, like, he'd pay me $100 a day. And at that time, I was like, holy cow, my, my, yeah. all my friends are working yeah. 425 for minimum wage, you know. So... That was really, really cool, but I watched him work, and I watched how he interacted with his customers, and we were actually doing a project for Eddie Murphy's house. My dad's an artist, man. He can make uh, leaded glass and beveled windows, and he, he was doing all the windows for Eddie Murphy's house. Holy cow. And, uh, and they asked him to make a, like a fish tank with this curvature glass and, and like a cabinet and everything that matched his windows, and, and they asked if he could, the, con the, the mm -hmm, lead contractor mm -hmm. asked if he, he goes, yeah, I could do that. And I remember on the way home, I go, dad, have you ever built a fish tank before? He goes, no, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm going, you kidding me? Like, so he taught me, you can, you can figure it out. And he right. taught me not to say no, but to be honest, he goes, yeah, we'll figure it out. And, and he was upfront with the, with the folks, but he figured it out. He built this crazy fish tank with chillers and all these pumps below because they didn't want to hear the noise in the hall that it was in and oh, wow. I mean, it was elaborate but he did it you know 
That's awesome. But I, I learned all that. I learned, I learned first not to be, um, not to be afraid to talk to adults, to look at them in the eye and shake their hand and carry on a conversation and be polite and open doors for the uh, old ladies and, and, and treat women with respect and, and share and all these things from my parents. And, and uh, I owe them everything for that. And, and now my now my mom and dad they both work with the business. And, Dude, uh, how they, good yeah. is that feeling? It's awesome. Yeah, well, I, well, that's where when I, I was so happy that he was the first person that I met, and also the fact that he was working in the shipping department or leading the shipping department. Yeah. I don't know, like yeah, I think he runs it. Man. He runs it. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a, just a cool moment because like I to me that was like I think this says more about Mike than any of my questions that I could ever ask him. The fact that your dad was working there and also like clearly clearly proud yes like super proud and because not everybody can have their parents work with them no my dad is my one of my best friends man my, my brother works with us he's one of my best friends so you know my my dad uh is actually one of my mentors and so every every time i'd do a move for the business and things that i was thinking about i'd go over because we actually uh he lives on my property so i'd go over to his house and i'd run things by him and see what he thinks and and so he's been there for years and years. I mean, we built this behind the scenes for years. And mm -hmm. he's uh, so supportive and, and you know, um, he saw it come to fruition. And it was like Babe Ruth calling the shots. You know, we would we would do something and, and it would work. So, so it was cool. the one thing that I did get a chuckle, because like any good father, they have like their super proud side. And then also like, you know, I definitely had a, uh, I built some of this. And he was telling me about these old sales tapes that he had mm -hmm. that you would take and listen to. Mm -hmm. Now, I gotta know about these sales tapes because like you were young when you mm -hmm. took these sales tapes because this is like what he did for a living. I don't even know what they are, but he's like, you would take all of, like take one and be like the next day, want another one. And he's like, well, sure, you can have all these tapes. You got a good memory, man. Like you you really listen to him. Uh, <laughs> Zig Ziglar, man. Zig Ziglar. Do you know who Zig Ziglar is? I don't is? know who Zig Ziglar is. The audience will know, man. Is it, is it like Tony Robbins type? Yeah, but he's like the he's like the pioneer in the whole thing. Okay, he's, okay. He's a motivational guy. So so you love personal development. You oh, love absolutely. Listening, uh, to, and, you know, you really, your life jacket is your personal development. It's what brings you to the top in, in the, in the storm, right? So okay. if you, whatever you put in your brain, whether it's videos of cats or personal development, you're going to get back out. So okay. I've always believed in, you know, if you're going to be an athlete, if you're going to be competitive, you have to input the good, you have to digest. And, you know, if you listen to bad music that's screaming at you, you're going to be kind of in turmoil. And so when I was young, I mean, even in, in high school, I, I, my dad, he went to like some of these motivational or sales conferences and mm -hmm, stuff. And, mm -hmm. And he had these. Uh, he bought these twelve tapes from Zig Ziglar, and okay. those tapes, Dude, which you know? is so great, because like that for me, it put me in a context. My dad was in radio for twenty one years, and I had there was tapes everywhere at our uh -huh. house. So, anyways, uh -huh. keep going. You know tapes. So, yeah. So I had this little Walkman, and I'd go jogging on the roads where we lived, and uh, and he gave me one tape, you know, because he knew kind of what I liked, and mm -hmm. he threw that to me, and. And I thought it was the only tape in the whole series. So I thought it was just this one tape. And so <laughs> I, I damn near memorized this tape, but I loved it because Zig Ziglar was so positive and he, he used voice inflection. He talked really fast. He had this Southern accent, then he'd slow it down to bring you in. You know, what oh, I mean? just all this. these things that were just teaching you, teaching you how to present, but, but in a way that you weren't realizing that's what you're learning, mm -hmm, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so I, I loved it. And, and my dad realized how much I loved it. So he threw me another one. I digested that. Then he said, Hey man, I got a whole set. And it was like Christmas. So you were just like, yeah, gave it to me. So then I got into, uh, I got into a bunch of different, um, motivators like that. And, uh, I think, I think I, I how, how I, old were you? I was like 16, 17, okay. you know, awesome. and, and then 
I've been been into that my whole life, but now I've I've kind of translate. I work with the uh, young men group for our church, and um, kind of have a, I'm a wrestling coach, and that all really helps in life. It helps you raise kids. It helps you just be a better human being. You know, learning from some of the best, most positive people that you can, and and then what will work for your own personality and make it part of you. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. So, when it comes to the talking fast and slowing things down, like. Is Zig Ziglar the your your how you learned how to do you got this in your videos? Is that the root cause of like how you can present in videos? Because you have a big personality on screen, and I mean that as a big compliment. Because like it, YouTube is a, a the wild west when it comes to the the kinds of content that yes. exists on YouTube, and you've been able to stand out and like, not just like oh kind of stand out like when you go to like a vid summit or where you go somewhere like people know who you are. Sure. Um, but I, I'm wondering, like, so where did that come from? And me, this whole time, since I heard that story, I was like, it's Zig Ziglar. That's where he got it. And I don't know, but like, that part of me wants to get, to, like, obviously it's all in there too. But I was like, where did that train of thought take off? Because, like, that, that, that's a certain presentation style. Zig Ziglar is the root of it. But honestly, my first hundred videos were horrible. <laughs> horrible. And they're still like, I watch them now. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. Shut up. You know? But, but honestly, it's, it's, it's giving you the courage to not care just to press record, to know that what you do is going to suck, but that's okay. You have good information to give. And as you get better and better at, at because I edited my own videos, you're like, man, shut up. We got the point. And, right. and I was really hard on myself, right. but I treated it right. as a, as it wasn't me. And right. I just, and, and I, I think because of auditing myself over and over again, it, it got me better. But Zig Ziglar, um, was absolutely how I started my business. So I started my construction mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. where I had to go in front of people and ask them to support my business and buy my services. But then I realized the power of video. I would take video clips before and after of all my projects oh. and then I would, um, I'd burn a DVD. So I realized how do I set myself apart from the competition? Well, it's not hard if you show up on time and you're sober, you've beat 90% of them, right? <laughs> now the, the last 10% of them, if you show before and after pictures, that's great. That's worth a thousand words. You mm -hmm. show a video, it's worth a million words. And so I would drop my DVD in my customer's hands after I'd leave, uh, give a bid. Oh, yeah. They'd watch my before and after and I would convert dang near every sale. Oh, but wow. I learned from Zig Ziglar's tapes how to present, how to how to talk to people, find out what they want, find out what your customer mm -hmm. wants, how to help them. and and. And that is that's what I became, and it was it wasn't an act. What you see on the videos is oh totally is 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 how I would sell it to a customer or teach somebody who wants to learn how to do this. Right. So yeah, that's uh, well, and you're a good teacher. So uh, my uh, part, one of the people on my team is Jordan Shepard, who's going to be on the podcast soon, and who'll be in all of our videos that you'll see on this YouTube channel and awesome. other spots. Um, you, you taught him how to do the countertops once. And like, and he's now off to the races yes. and like, we're working on this project together this time. And he clearly knows what he's doing already. And yes. I was like, and you taught him when we were out in Oregon for the first time and he picked up right away. Yes. It, it like I, also that what you said about the just hitting record and going, mm -hmm. that's what, why I'm really glad he's part of my team. He, he has, he knows that you could, can just jump mm -hmm. instead and not necessarily worry about how you're going to land because. Mm -hmm. You're, sometimes you're going to land on your feet and other times you're going to fall on your face. It's a video, man. What's the worst that can happen? And I think most importantly, be authentic, you know, let your, let your audience know, 
um, what they're getting into, um, set expectations. And, and when people see that, they're so grateful for mm -hmm. the knowledge because you're giving them a learning curve. You're, you're giving them the permission to try. Mm -hmm. And when they try and they realize, like Jordan, oh my gosh, I made something. I, I, I highly doubted it was going to look this good. And that was fun. Mm -hmm. We heard Jordan today say, man, this is just so much fun. It's so oh, much he got into the flow. Meetings, yeah, right? He got into the flow big time. He, Jordan has this moment where like, he'll like zone out. And it's very clear that he's just enjoying what he's doing from the work. Yeah. And like, you, you, I saw that you, like, we, I think we might have all noticed because he was just like really grooving with what he For was sure. doing. And that was cool to see. It is. So, all right. So I asked you a bit about your childhood. So you work with your brother. Yeah. And I have been so curious about this relationship dynamic because you guys are so different. Yes. You're very different. It's so good to hear that you guys are like really good friends as well. And it's clear that there's a lot of love there. But. I all I have seven brothers. Wow! So wow. and I have and I, I'm from a big family. When you said there's like 12 kids at my house, I was like, well, I had from a family of 12, yeah. so I know all about that. Yeah. But how how has that dynamic been? Because it's sometimes really hard to be real real work that closely with family. Mm -hmm. And how have you guys navigated that? Because like I feel I like the reason why I ask that question is because people that will hopefully be listening to this podcast are going to be creating their way and potentially like embarking on their own journeys of creativity. And sometimes family can be the first barrier. And that's not always the case. Sometimes people come from really loving and supportive families and mm -hmm. very encouraging, but sometimes it's the opposite yeah. where like the first person they got to get over is a sibling or a parent or a partner or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like that, those family dynamics are very wildly. So, Curious how you've navigated those waters with your brother. Fantastic question. You know, Jonathan Kane, who who's the CEO of Polytech, who mm -hmm. who now is is our boss, right? Yeah, he's so the one at the top. He said something to me when he, they were looking at buying our business, and he said, "You know, family business is awesome." And I was surprised that he said that. You really? Know? And he goes, "Or it's horrible." Ooh. And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "But when it's awesome, it's because the family's awesome." And when it's horrible, it's because the family doesn't get along. They don't work well together. They have these feuds. And, and my family, no, no different than any other family, uh, has had its ups and downs. But we've learned one huge thing, and that's don't get offended. When you don't get offended, don't get your feelings hurt, and you're willing to take criticism. It's the worst thing in the world to be a son and be like, Pops, we can't do it that way. Like, I'm so out of my element when I have to tell my dad, can we do this this way? But my dad's like, sure. Where we've totally role reversal, you know, mm. but, but because he knows I love him and respect him, but I'm just trying to do what's best for the business, no problem. Uh, my brother, you know, we've always installed and worked and done construction, and now we're in this creative atmosphere of, of, of making content which mm -hmm. is another kind mm -hmm. of construction but oh it's, yeah oh it's yeah intellectual right? right and and so you got your heart and soul in that work and so right. if there's right. something that i want changed you can get your feelings hurt you real know? quick and so he he and i um when we were working we, we had our business together for three years installing countertops and we got in zero arguments Really, and that's damn near impossible. How is it? I mean, I get in arguments with my siblings. It's because we it's because we respect one another. Okay. It's and damn, I wouldn't want to piss him off, right? He's, <laughs> He's a big man. <laughs> but but we respect each other, and and then this business, there's so much uh, stress at sometimes that we have gotten into a few arguments, but we're quick to just hug it out. We're quick to uh, keep going, and and I think the whole don't get your feelings hurt is 
both sides. Like I have to be, I, I, I love it when I'm not the smartest one in the room. Mm -hmm. If you are, you're in the wrong room, right? Mm -hmm. So because I've built a team around me that's far smarter than I am, it's made my life awesome. And, and he's one of those people. So that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. I've just been super curious. I mean, obviously, like I, I've been I've gotten to float around this universe for a little bit. So everyone that I'm meeting, I'm like, I've got so many questions. Awesome. man. So uh, well, you're, you're in a good universe. You're in a universe of creative people that have not been afraid to put it on the line, you mm -hmm. know, and it's it shows when we come to places like this, man. Holy cow. Yeah. Look at what's been built. Yeah. Oh, it's really fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And for those of you that are wondering, we're in Galesburg, Michigan, where all the companies, uh, the shipping is based out of. So, yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of this place, uh, when's the first time you had a conversation with Mike Foppel? Because he's the head of the consumer side. I didn't have a conversation till after uh, we joined up with Polytech. Uh, okay. I, I'd actually been a fan of Illumilite for a long time. And the reason that I was willing to talk to Polytech was because they owned Illumilite and mm -hmm. because I respected that company and I really? respected, and I've, I trolled Mike Foppel on his LinkedIn. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that, I can't that wait guy, for him to hear this. he's one of the, uh, he's one of the most honest, nice people I've ever met. Yeah, I can, I can back that up. Oh my god, I can back that up. I mean, he's my boss. Yeah, he, he's and, and he, you know, when when I had my hip surgery and he was out there, like he's opening the doors for me and making sure I'm good. Like I felt like I was, this. I felt like I was on a date with him because he was like so <laughs> kind and caring to me. I was like, this guy's cool, man. Just yeah. a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. So, you got a lot of respect for it. So I also know that um, this world in general fascinates you. Not just when it comes to like the. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this language, so just heads up like the epoxy countertop stuff, like mm -hmm. the different kinds of resins that are out there. Yeah. But like, you're also interested in the mold side of things and like what is possible there. Um, I know you've got a lot of projects brewing mm -hmm. in, the, in your brain. Yeah. So many that you probably won't be able to get to all of them before you die. Right. But uh, can you let our audience know a little bit of some of the things that you're really excited about because of all the new partnerships and all of us working together and that kind of thing? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you think about it, you know, Polytech, uh, you know, Illumilite, ProMarines, uh, ETI, these were some of my competitors. And, yep. and what's so nice is, is they have strengths that I don't, you know, I'm a contractor who learned how to use a computer like two and a half years ago. And, and these folks uh, are brilliant in some of these things that we really suck at. And so I'm super excited to be a part of a company that lets me double down or triple down on my strengths and takes care of my weaknesses for me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm super excited to have the knowledge base that Mike has between his two ears on epoxies and resins and urethanes and top coats and that foams. That dude and, is uh, wicked there. He, he's, and, and he's not, he's absolutely willing to help, but mm -hmm. um, you got to kind of pull it out of him. He, he won't, he won't act like he, he's the smartest one in the room, but he is, you know, it just, so <laughs> it's just, it's so cool to have that. Like we're anything that Mike can help me with. He's helping us with. I love mm -hmm. his, his dyes and his he'll tents. dive right in too. He's one of those people that are like, Oh, we're doing this. Oh, here we go. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And his family's fantastic. And so I'm excited to, um, one of the projects where we're actually, I'm excited about is, um, I love, uh, paddle boarding. And I, I love the ocean. My kids want to learn how to surf. And I, I took them to the ocean and, and a friend of ours was teaching my kids how to use a paddleboard to mm -hmm. get to the wave oh, because cool. yeah, it's a yeah. lot easier than learning how to paddle to the wave and then pop up. I mm -hmm. mean, but if you could paddle to the wave, then you could just ride it's a little it. easier. Yeah. So we start looking at paddle boards and man, they're like two grand. They're no for joke a paddle, for a legitimate paddle board. So yeah. we, uh, 
we're like, let's make a paddleboard. So I started looking into EPS foam and, and, and closed cell foam and kind of how to do it. And I'm doing some research because I'm going to make a paddleboard. I'm going to use stone coat to, to, to make this paddleboard. But Mike sells foam. You know, right. that you we make, make yourself, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm like, yes, let's, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know he had that product. So super stoked to, to try that out and uh, make a paddleboard. So that'll be coming soon. And I guarantee you, I will catch a wave with that paddleboard. Dude, I cannot <laughs> wait to see that. Hopefully I can be there and film it. That'd be fun. Yes. Um, so I'm really glad that the worlds have clashed in this because um, I want to jump forward again to YouTube because you've been part of this community for a long time. And like, yeah. I'm like. I'm very excited because of the, my current role when it comes to the content creation team lead. Um, we're going to be making a ton of content for this for our channels. Yes. And what would be some advice that you'd give to someone like me? And then what would be some advice that you, you would give to um, say if your one of your kids wanted to start their own YouTube channel about something that they were passionate about? Because I bet it'd probably be similar advice. You're good at this, man. You're good. Good questions. You're you're smart, Caden. Um, <laughs> Well, Thanks. I'm not asking these questions for you to compliment me. I just, no, dude, but I'm genuinely curious. I've done a number of podcasts, and your questions are all awesome. They're on point, and you're you're gonna you're gonna get a huge amount of gold nuggets because you're asking people these things. But um, what what should you do? Number one, think of your audience first. Think about what your audience needs, not what you need. Okay. Um, what what like what's the purpose of this podcast? How is it going to help your audience, and where are you going to place that? Mm -hmm. Th this gets placed after your audience knows the information you're teaching them is absolutely legitimate. And then the podcasts that we do typically go out to our tribe, the people who are in it for the long haul that love our product, mm -hmm. love our mm -hmm. business, love mm -hmm. our brand. Then they, they want to hear the deep dive. They want to hear. And then the things that you can derive out of these kind of conversations, yep. being a fly on the wall. If I could be a fly on the wall in some people's offices, you know what that's worth, man. Mm -hmm. So this is fantastic. But I would say think about your audience. What what's the best shot for your audience they want to see exactly what you're doing and when and and when you start thinking about the person on the other end of that lens mm -hmm. they will watch because you're giving them the thing they're exactly wanting and our goal was how can we help people not have to get on a plane pay money and come take a physical class right what if they can't afford that let's give them everything they need from their living room mm -hmm. to try this mm -hmm. and, and so that's my first piece of advice and and uh Second piece of advice would be punch perfectionism in the face, man. You know, overnight success takes 10 years. So mm -hmm. don't think about being perfect. It's going to paralyze you, give you analysis paralysis. You're never going to get anywhere. You need to learn from each video, get better, and leave those on your channel. If you go back to my channel, you'll realize Zig Ziglar did not help me present because we <laughs> sucked at it, man. <laughs> but it's just doing it over and over again. Right, right. And then read every single comment because a lot of your comments, they're going to be massively negative. You can get pissed off and get angry at that feedback, or you could take it as, all right, what can I learn from this, this, mm -hmm, this guy mm -hmm. who says I suck at this and, and, and listen to him. Right. Cause he's probably right. He's, he's probably telling you something that you don't know about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. So it's punch perfectionism in the face. Sean, Sean Cannell. He told me that. He did? Yep. Do you know who Sean Cannell is? I don't know who Sean is. Think Media. Awesome guy. His, his channel is Think Media. I'll have to check this out. Yeah. Uh, we become very good friends. He speaks at our summit. All right. Uh, you yeah. know we're coming to the summit. Yeah, that you should. Yeah. It's sick, man. But this guy's one of the keynote speakers. And, okay. Um, he's taken his channel from zero. He's almost to a million subscribers and just uh, 
just amazing. You, okay. you actually remind me a lot of Sean, but yeah, you guys would get along good, man. Can't wait to meet him. Yeah. So punch, that that one to me has been the the reason why I'm latching onto the punch per- perfections of the face is actually why I started podcasting in the first place is because I my father was in radio for 22 years mm-hmm. and I heard him do interviews and like lead up the next song and it was always so cool and he had a great voice and like all these things and I remember when I first got into it, I was like, I think I could do podcasts. And then I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to do it as good as my dad. Of course not. He did it for years. Yeah, I know. So, but like yeah, everyone always thinks about the end product. Right. And not the very first time. You know, I didn't get to hear my dad. You're doing the first a pretty time. damn good job, man. Well, thank I you. Think. I really appreciate that. Your but backdrop like, sucks, but who cares? Oh, we'll get better with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Doing is better than not doing. That's right. So, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm. I like that a lot because it's something that I try and encourage all my, I, I come from the production world. I mean, everything's right. perfect. I mean, right. like everything. That's going to be your handicap unless you can fight through that where, cause, cause honestly, if you, if you don't have a schedule of videos that you're trying to keep, you're going to take way too long on each video. Your audience does not care about color correction. They do not care about, you know, the perfect pitch in your audio. And they, they just, they, they want that what's best for them, not you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the things that you're caring about, guarantee you're you're way far beyond what your audience cares about, and so that the, you you are a perfectionist, and that's a good thing. It's yeah. going to make your content fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if you put yourself on this, will probably be another one for if you put yourself on a tight schedule, yeah, where you can't like we have to get three videos out a week. That's right. that's what I imposed on myself, right? And because of that, I'm always always negotiating with what I'm allowed to do for myself and mm-hmm. okay that's good enough put it out mm. it's never I'm never happy but it's good enough Let's right go. So. right that's awesome because I actually like we just started posting for the first time on Illuminates channel two weeks ago and I was like all right for the first month a video a week cool because like it has been so long since any content has existed sure. quickly it's going to go up to two nice. my goal is to get to three nice. and I'd actually like to turn that up even more Three, so. you got to be careful with notifications because when people get their notifications, if they get too many, they're like unsubscribe. So we f- we found three is the magic number. Our, this is huge. I shouldn't even tell people this. When we do three videos, <laughs> our sales are the best. Really? When we do two, our sales go down. When we do four, our sales go down. Three. Really? Yep. Is that just because of your audience or is that just because you d- probably, it's just worked, worked probably, for you? Probably, but I, I got to say that it's a pretty big audience pool. So mm-hmm. it's going to mm-hmm. translate to some other mm-hmm. like product based YouTube channels. It's well, th- I think like uh, you've heard that uh, the phrase everything old is new, like TV shows used to only come out once a week. Mm-hmm. And there was an anticipation that happened with that. HBO still does this with their really big shows. You only get them once a week. Right. You, you don't get a binge them. You don't get to have as much as you want. I think there's still a rhythm when it comes to people that have like a cadence to their content. Right. You can expect three videos a week. Yeah. Or like other creators are like, two videos a week right like, and that's it or weekly and like okay cool i know something's coming i'm anticipating it and it's exciting instead of like what the heck's happening this tidal wave is a lot yes yes yeah you, that's true and and i think see we we approach our avatars we got woodworkers we got artists we got do-it-yourselfers and we got contractors we got flooring guys so mm-hmm. all these folks want a video so really we're kind of like four to five YouTube channels in one, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's why it might just, but same for you guys, you got products. Oh dude, that can our products are so all many over. You yeah. know, so, I mean, you really have like, like 10 YouTube channels in one. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse in a yeah. good way. Yeah. You'll never be out of ideas. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> that's another thing about this. So you, 
Every, whenever I tell people about you, they're like, how does he do so many countertops? And I'm like, there are a lot of different colors and a lot of different styles that you can do. And also the possibilities are really only limited by your imagination. Mm -hmm. So how do you, for you, how have you kept that stuff going? Because that's a, that's, it can be hard right. at a certain point, but like you, it's very clear you're not running out of ideas. No, we have, most of our ideas come from a uh, need from our customer base. Our customer services, hey, how do you do this? How, let's show them better how to do this. You, you're doing this in a video, can we elaborate on that? And so because of the feedback that we get in our comments or people who call into our customer service, we will make more informative content. And mm -hmm. then as I improve techniques, I update those videos and I leave the old ones on, but I show them, here's how I'm doing it now. And, and I've, I've gotten faster, I've gotten better, I've gotten more consistent, or I like this tint or dye better. And, and that's why we'll never run out is because customers are always gonna have questions. And then mm -hmm. as you push the envelope, you're gonna get further into opportunity mm -hmm. and, and you're gonna open more niches and things like that. So uh, cool. I was a little bit concerned about that and I never will be again because you were in such a creative, zone here that you know the sky is the limit and we're never reaching for like if i don't believe in it if i wouldn't do it myself i'm not going to show it on a video right so. right that makes sense speaking of showing things on video you guys do live broadcasts now mm -hmm. uh something that's pretty recent no we've been doing those for has it been o over a year oh it has been over mm -hmm. a year okay sorry about that no um, it's all good and when I was at the studio, I was pretty impressed with that setup. Uh, what is what are the what are the best things that you've discovered about live broadcasts, and what are some of the things that you're like, oh my goodness, live is not so good for these things. I hate live, man. <laughs> I I hate it. Uh, Why do you hate it? Um, I hate it because I was gonna do it every single week. I impose that on myself every week. I have this mentor. His name's Anthony Ambrose, Video Creator Secrets. Okay. Uh, he. He told me you go live and I was like, dude, no, I don't need to go live. I want, I want that video ready. I want it edited. They don't want to hear, you know, an hour's worth of mumbo jumbo. They want to get right to the point. And he goes, no, go live, go live. He goes, but you need to invite them. Like it's a party. I'm giving away. Like if my competition's watching this, you should do this. Like <laughs> this uh, is, well, this is the same way that you started your, your entire business. So uh, it's yeah. nothing new. No, I mean, if you, so he's no says, one's going to outwork you. I'm not worried about no, that. No, Yeah. That's, that's true. They won't. <laughs> uh, Anyways, he, he's, he's like, invite people to the party. Okay. Invite them to the live party. It's a different, it's, you're on a channel, not a show. It's a channel that has different shows. This is one of the shows on that channel. Right, so you invited live. them, hey, we're going live at this time. Come so, hang out so at this party. So we did like a week, a week long promo to our first live. So we said, day five, we're like, we're gonna go live at five, Tuesday, Ju July, whatever. And mm -hmm. and then like three days out, we're like, don't forget, we're gonna be live at five. And I, I filmed five videos that I sent out to our email list. I put up on our Facebook page. I put them on, you know, I, I, I just advertised it to our audience organically. And we went live and uh, we were selling this this product live. And I'm telling you, it was absurd what we made in an hour. Really? Because we, we, we invited them to a party. We had a really cool product to show them. We, in, we let it out that night and it blew up for us. Wow. Now, I was like completely floored. And I had paid Anthony a lot of money for his services and that blew all those fees out of the water. Like I was like, bro, that was, and he told me a lot more than just go live, mm -hmm. but that paid for everything I could have paid him for three years. You know what I mean? Oh, the wow. guys, it just, it was sick. So 
he's also the one who told me um, to do the infomercial like spoof that we did that mm-hmm. just blew our. But anyways, going live was really cool. But I realized when you're live, I wanted it to be like one of our edited videos as far as the different camera angles and stuff. So we learned about. OBS software. We learned how to switch camera angles. We became basically a news studio. Right. But right. We, we had fun with it. Like it's, and so we, we got better and better and added, added more cameras. Now we use our Lumix and we go ahead and use a capture card and it goes in. So you could, we could actually go live in 4K now. That's like it, awesome. It's cool. So did that answer did so your that, question? Yeah. You, you hate, you hate it. I, I <laughs> hated it because the best of and the, worst is what I asked. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're really, you're, there's nothing to hide behind. You can't, you can't just, you have to go off screen, get rid of your mic. <laughs> the, 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 the truth about it is it helped our customers so much because they saw you can do these massive pieces in 20 minutes. Right. You know, it really gives them a, a point of reference of how right. long this can take. Because regardless of the content, they, everyone knows you're still editing. So like right. what kind of magic are they doing behind the scenes that I'm still not seeing? There's still that barrier of, you know, he's telling me I've got this, your, your, right. your phrase, like you've got this, but like, they're still editing these videos. So what am I missing? Or right. like, maybe I don't have it, but it, when it's live, you're doing everything in real time. Yes. And, and they're seeing micro mistakes that you make and then how you fix them. They see everything, which I love. And I, I've gotten really comfortable with them now. So I'm not, I don't hate them as much, but, um, what was our, a new land a new territory going in? Totally. But I'll tell you the algorithm, the YouTube algorithm loves them. Really? They love it. When you go live, when we started going live, our channel blew up. Wow. Like it exploded. So uh, what we're doing now is we're going live on YouTube and Facebook at the same time on the same video. Like <laughs> Mitch has got a camera and we're going from OBS. So he's got the cell phone doing live on Facebook and we're going live on YouTube at the same time. So we're totally like just going maximizing that time. That's awesome. Know? That's awesome. Speaking of maximizing time and, uh, and then I'll, 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 I'll start to taper my questions off and then I'm going to prep you now. I give everybody a chance to ask me a question because I know awesome. I like, so you can ask me one at the end once we get there. Awesome. But um, you're, you've done a lot of collaborations with everyone from uh, Toolboxes to uh, American, is it American Toolbox? American Builder Paul's Toolbox. Yeah, that, yep. Paul's Toolbox. That's yep. what, that was like, I, I was mixing two things together. They're actually now like, we, we did the summit, they didn't know each other. They met each other at the summit, and I told them both, you're going to love this guy. Now they're doing videos like damn near every month together. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I love it, man. <laughs> they're both just homies. So um, your favorite collaboration, because like those two that seem to come to top of mind because like you've, you've talked about them a few times when I've been around. But sure. I, I know you've done collaborations with a bunch of different creators at this yes. point. Uh, has there been – and he's not going to offend anybody. I'm just curious some of his favorites because obviously everybody's the favorite. I know how this goes. Yes. It's YouTube, whatever. But I, I am super curious, like for you, like the ones that maybe surprised you more than anything. You know, I'll tell you, we, we were reaching out in the beginning of our, you know, YouTube thing. We were reaching out to different influencers and creators and nobody cared. Nobody would even like, answer the phone and, really? the, and the first lady who reached out to us was C Jane drill and she's got a really fantastic channel and she teaches DIY tips and tricks to and she's a, a woman in Seattle and it, you know I would have never met her outside of YouTube and just learned so much and she's the one who told me go to YouTube conferences I learned really? so so we started going and I, I, I learned a ton okay. about video and about audience and about algorithms and about thumbnails and about titles and about just how to use these platforms that are freaking free right. to grow your business right you know? and that was cool and then you know we we started doing collabs with um 
folks, and, and the biggest uh, the biggest thing, I, I'll, I'll just tell you, the biggest thing that ever stuck out to me was a guy, you know, Paul Rucali, Paul's Toolbox. He's a hero, man. That guy was a firefighter who was in Katrina, like, pulling people out of the water, like like a massive hero. The, the guy got... The guy got throat cancer from what he was breathing in during that. Like, just fought that one. Like, just firefighter, man's man, and tough. But the sweetest person ever. And he called me um, on the phone. When uh, when we started our business, I was answering the phone, shipping the boxes, making the videos, uh, doing and, and, and doing projects, me and my wife and my kids. So much. So, so Paul calls me and says, I love your product. I want to do a video and i had watched paul's channel for years like oh wow and the dude calls me like and says uh and i was like well let me send you product he's like no i want to buy it i go no 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 if you're gonna do like wanted to no let me buy it like he wouldn't even let me give him free product Jeez. and he did a and he stood on the phone with me for probably an hour and a half and he told me how he built his youtube channel and he had over a hundred thousand subscribers i think i had five thousand subscribers and wow. i was just like I couldn't believe his generosity, but I swore at that point that if I ever get in that position, I will always treat people like that. Right. And and because it was so valuable for you, it was huge for me, man. Right. So I've done a lot of like consulting with 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 small channels, teaching them what I would do, um, and as much as you can, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, right. Paul Paul reached out, and and we've become fast friends, and then. Um, Brian, he had us on his TV show, and then Mixed Media Girl reached out to us. Uh, ATD reached out to us, and they, uh, they're artists out in Dallas, Texas. They couldn't be further from our personality, and we just got along so well. But they helped us really get into that um, realm of artists, which, which really cool. changed. Our artists are now 15% of our business. You know? Oh, wow. So really changed our business. Uh, so um, Carl Jacobson, he's the only one that ever listened when I reached out. Like I reached out to Carl Jacobson. He's a world famous wood turner. He loves. Yeah, we, he's used some of our stuff of too. Of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he, uh, we reached. I could. I. I got a hold of him. I'm not gonna say how because then other people will. But anyways, uh, Carl, the nicest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, Burl Hunter, he came into our shop. Uh, I, I love our collaborations, man. We like out in Florida. This this boat channel got a hold of us called. Um, the space between they they, okay. they they do things on their yacht and they wanted new countertops on their yacht and we're like okay let's do it <laughs> yeah you know? and now we're totally tight so i mean doing collabs like like what we did today guarantee oh, we, so we talk about that for years you know yeah. it, it was just fine man. yeah that's so, awesome i didn't really answer your question because no that i think sucks, that you, but uh, no, 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 i, I no, love no. them man i think it was your first collaboration the one that um the firefighter i mean yeah, yeah he he it's clear that um He's the one that really made the difference when it came to the collaboration, and also it, it's the one that means the most. You, you got two kind of YouTubers. You got the big league guy who, uh, as soon as he, he he grows, he's he's too big for his britches and ain't gonna talk to you. And then you got the guy who stays humble. That guy wins. Mm -hmm. The guy who stays humble. The guy who always reaches out to those um, who who need a hand up. The guy you know, each one teach one. That mm -hmm. guy wins. That guy wins every single time. So if if you are getting good at this reach out and help somebody because, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I mean, that's really how you're going to change somebody's life. Not, not like it's the one-on-one -on -one. it's the stuff that you don't put on YouTube. Right. Right. That stuff still matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, I've got to ask you a lot of questions 
And unless there's anything else that you'd really like to plug for this, uh, I mean, you're going to be our fourth guest on this podcast. So nice. you're like part of the, you know, the, the beginning. The OGs, Yeah, man. so you're going to be part of the OGs. I don't know if, they, so if there's anything you'd like to tell the audience, feel free to tell them. Outside of that, you could ask me any kind of question you want, as long as it's not, you know, about my love life or something weird like no, that. No, I, I already know about your family life. You got a couple kids and wife and you're a hard worker and you're a hustler. That's what I, I, I like about you. No, I, uh, I think just to the audience... Um, I'm super grateful to be here. I'm super grateful to, to get to know you and your team. I'm grateful to be in this community. Um, sometimes I got to pinch myself that this is real, you know, because, mm -hmm. uh, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm so grateful that, uh, we've been given the opportunities, but, um, there's a saying that I believe in that says it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not get one than to be uh, given an opportunity and not be prepared for it. And so I think it's highly important to be prepared for the opportunities that you want and, and do everything that you can to get ready for that because it will happen. Mm -hmm. um, but also be patient because it ain't going to happen in one day, you mm -hmm. know. And so for you, my, my question is what's your ultimate goal with this career that you've just taken on? Man? Oh, geez. That's a big question, yep. Mike. Oh, I'm like getting put onto the spot. Um, you put me on the spot, bro. I did. I did. I asked you a lot of personal <laughs> questions. That's actually, I love doing that. And then like it gets turned towards me and I'm like, oh man. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, when it comes to the, the career that I'm currently on right now, like um, I, and everybody on my team knows this, like I really like helping people. I mean, it's like kind of my biggest motivator for anything. Um, and one of the reasons why I fell in love with this job and um, was okay with working at a company that I knew nothing about. I mean, I knew when it comes to this world, I knew nothing about mold making and resins. Are you kidding me? Right. Um, but my first conversation with Mike, um, it kind of was serendipitously at this time in my life where I needed something different and mm -hmm. was really ready for it. And I knew instantly that he was a good dude. And when he was like, hey, I want you to be able to build a team that can make content that's going to help people, uh, educate people about our products, but it's going to help them make what they want to make. And that's how he phrased it. Like that was like out the he's a, it's going to help them make what they want to make. And I was like, can you say that again? Um, cause like, that's v like that idea of like helping people give themselves permission to do what they want mm -hmm. really fires me up. I mean, like really gets me going in like whatever capacity that is, whether it's leading a team of videographers, designers, social media specialists for, a a company that is like just acquired other companies and like they're like really merging and figuring all this stuff out like which we're in right now yeah or, or whether that's just me with my friends at home like or on other podcasts because like i do this for i do this for fun anyways right so i i really like um the idea of like helping people find that unlock because when it happened for me it's like one of the better feelings of my entire life like when you get to act in creative ways when you get to imagine possibilities and then make them a reality everybody can do that we're humans like we we're idea machines yes we're creative people um that being able to c connect different discon you know ideas and shove them together and make something new it's what we're good at yeah but we all get really hung up and insecure and that's also really understandable and like i have a lot of sympathy for that kind of stuff too because i've navigated both sides of it um, so 
Yeah, I mean, for when it comes to a career, I don't know what the end goal looks like yet, truly. Uh, I know f I have a lot of goals for this team right now when it comes to the kinds of content that we're going to be putting out, um, when it comes to the collaborations that we want to do. Like, um, I'll just, I mean, I'll say it, like I want like 200,000 subscribers for our YouTube channel by the nice. end of 2020. And I, the reality is I think it's really possible because of the value that I know that my team can bring to our, our audience and our customers because they were doing this back in 2008 and 2009 and couldn't keep up with it because of how much good was happening from it. Now yes. they have a team that's only dedicated to it. Yes. So I'm like, well, watch what can happen if you just are putting everything there. Yes. So like, I'm like real revved up to like help them like crazy and not just, not just Illumilite, Pro Marine Supply, Stone Coat Countertops and ETI. Yes. So like, um, the funny part is when it comes to you, I'm like, I can't really help Mike with much. He's really got these things down. Well, <laughs> I can just like show up on some of his videos and maybe do a dance. <laughs> nah, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. We we're we're all that, and that's the problem is, I I'll never think that there's nothing to learn. There's so much to learn. I mean, yeah, and we're only utilizing the the tools that are available to us. We're utilizing very few of them, but. I think that's also key is don't try to do everything mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you'll suck at all of it. If you, oh, yeah. if you just hone in on a couple of them and get really good at oh, yeah. it, then maybe move to the next one. Well, and that's where, I mean, I knew that I could do this part of when it comes to our content and making it, I knew I could do the podcast and host it. And so I'm like, I'll, I'll got that one. Cool. I got other people that are going to be my designers and editors and people in front of the camera making stuff because they're really good at that stuff. So nice. I'm trying to like position them to be successful so that, I can be. You successful. got a great team. You got a great team. You got, your you literally got the world at your fingertips with the products that you're you got available to you. It's so true. You got a you got a you got a company that's not afraid to believe in people and give them an opportunity to soar, and uh, that's what I love. One of the things that I fell in love with about Polytech is, Mike, we don't want to screw up your business, so run it, and uh, that's literally what they're doing. And, right. And and uh, that motivates me to not prove them wrong. Is, is, <laughs> is I, I want them to keep that confidence. Right, right. So if that's, that's the case, awesome. let's, uh, you know, and I think that's kind of where you're at right now is they uh, they believe in you. They do. And, and they're giving you the opportunity to prove them right. And oh, I, dude, I and that's that, cool. it's, it's, it's awesome. And they, they can crack jokes about it, which is the best part. You know, like they're like, they're like, we're setting it up on the tee. What you going to do? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Just don't <laughs> shut your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to swing and miss. No. No, it'll, it'll be good. And if I did swing and miss, I just got to swing again. Yeah, that's right. You so, got it. Cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you being on this podcast. Um, I know we talked about it when we were out in Oregon. Um, I know you've been on a lot of them, but it, it means a lot that you were here. And I just oh, really appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you. That's been fantastic. You're very good at what you do. Guys, I hope you keep listening to these. And I'd like to know in the comments below, what was the biggest gold nugget that you got out of it? I'm looking for your feedback. And what can we improve on? If you guys are fans of Stone Coat, how can we improve? And if you aren't fans of Stone Coat, go check it out at StoneCoatCountertops.com. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks, right, man. Thanks, bro. Sweet.